Good evening and welcome to the CASA update for the week of 12-7-2015. Hi Alex, how are you this evening? Good, how are you doing? I'm good. So what exciting news have you got for us this week? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it, it's been a, a couple of weeks. Actually, we missed last week. Um, we did. So that uh, you could uh, simulcast the NBC kind of advocacy get together, um, yeah. and that was uh, informative. Um, of course, Julie participated good. in that, and some other other uh, other big names. Um, oh man, uh, I, I'm I'm a little unprepared. Sorry, I'm I'm, a, I'm sick today, so I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but this is timely. Um, just this afternoon, put out a call to action for Alameda, Alameda County in California. Um, they have a uh, uh, county board of supervisors meeting tomorrow, tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Um, and uh, they're going to be discussing. Two ordinances. One will restrict where vapor products can be used, and the other will be um, addressing uh, tobacco retailer licensing. Um, of course, both of these ordinances use the unfortunate term electronic smoking device and also redefine tobacco to include electronic cigarettes. Um, so anybody in Alameda County, um, please uh, get to that meeting. Uh, this is actually one of those rare cases where we have a, uh, a member of the Board of Supervisors who is opposed to this, this legislation and is asking people to show up and testify. And um, so they're, they're actually interested in hearing stories from people who have successfully transitioned from smoking to vapor products. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it sounds like you would like to get this shut down. Um, and also for for people who don't quite understand the issues with um, tobacco retailer licensing, uh, especially in California, um, I know we've talked about this a couple times, but it bears repeating because here we are looking at it again, and we'll see this <laughs> we'll see this a lot going forward, especially right. in California. Um, there is a movement afoot. Uh, at least in the Bay Area, um, to um, require, well, first of all, there's a movement in, afoot to reduce over time the concentration of tobacco retailers in mm -hmm. the various municipalities around, right. around the Bay. Um, and so this is problematic for vape shops because and there were a couple of people, I think, in San Francisco, in San Francisco, that actually encountered this issue, um, where the, the city council is going to pass this 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 ordinance, right. but vapor shops haven't gotten tobacco retailer licenses yet, because, well, frankly, they don't need them; they're not required by the state to have them, uh, and so what happens is as this ordinance passes, they're usually, they're putting a cap on the number of tobacco retailer licenses that will be issued mm -hmm. um, or are allowed per like, you know, 
10,000 or 100,000 people, something like that. Right. So depending on where you are and the timing of when this ordinance passes, this could mean a, uh, a moratorium on opening new vapor shops in, in a municipality. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, a tobacco retailer's license, I know a lot of people, uh, I know that a bunch of people in Illinois and a bunch of people in California have sort of preemptively gotten their tobacco retailer license in anticipation mm-hmm. of laws like this being passed. But a lot of folks um, are unaware of this stuff. And quite frankly, uh, a tobacco retailer license for a vapor shop is kind of silly. So um, yeah. uh, I, it's understandable that people wouldn't be thinking about that. Um, but uh, but yeah, everybody really should be paying attention to this. I, I can't remember. I want to say that Massachusetts is also doing something similar. Um, any kind of ultra anti-nicotine stuff coming out of Massachusetts should not be a surprise to anybody. Um, <laughs> and that's another thing that we'll talk about briefly. Um, uh, but yeah, Alameda, California uh, County Board of Supervisors meeting tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. They want to hear your story. Uh, so um, yeah, get out there and do that. And uh, we put out our call to action. There are phone numbers, not emails. There are phone numbers for all of the district supervisors. Um, I believe it is Supervisor Miley who is kind of, uh, who is the one that is in, that is opposing these bills. Um, okay. So maybe not melt his phone in the morning, but everybody else is fair game. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so that's, that's for California. Um, Boston, um, again, uh, this came out I think this came out a couple weeks ago. I don't know if we were, I think we talked about this. Um, Boston, Massachusetts, they're looking at tobacco 21 legislation. Um, And again, this is another instance where um, I I think we did, I put this up on November 23rd. So um, the, uh, but really I, 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 reason I want to bring this up is that even though the the hearing was held on December 3rd last week, uh, and from what I understand, only one person, maybe three people made it out there. Um, somebody that that we're friends with from, from out Springfield way. Um, uh, so even though so few people showed up to, uh, uh, express opposition to this, uh, it's hard to even call it an ordinance um, because it's coming from the, the health department, basically. Um, uh, but it's uh, a change to the city's tobacco regulations. Um, so it, since so few people showed up, uh, it's, it's worth noting that uh, the email address for the Boston Public Health Commission is in our call to action. So if you live in or around Boston, if you have any reason to go to Boston, um, and uh, you want to protect access to vapor products, then I would recommend sending the Boston Public Health Commission an email. Um, it's it's one email address. It's not a huge list you have to comb through. There's not a whole lot of other stuff going on, but we have the talking points and so on. And again, this is another one. First of all, they're raising the age of, to purchase um, all tobacco and vapor products up to 21, leaving people between the ages of 18 through 20 out in the cold. And of course, banning the sale of flavored products 
in any shop that's not a dedicated vapor retail shop. Um, I know that that exemption for vape shops sounds convenient, but like a lot of us, I'm sure, um, you know, I got my first exposure to vapor products at a gas station. So mm -hmm. um, it's a very important outlet for adult smokers to see these products for the first time. Right. <sighs> um, that is that. What else? Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it, last but certainly not least, uh, Pennsylvania, um, which, by the way, and I should really check these statistics. Um, uh, oh, crap, I got to log back in. Um, hold on a second. Um, Pennsylvania advocates, by the way, are on top of this. I, I, I uh, am, well, okay, 34 phone calls. That's not bad, but um, in a state with 7,000 members, we can certainly do better. Um, but uh, yeah, we do, we do typically get good participation from, from Pennsylvania advocates. Um, so far, 1,200 people have sent emails, which is pretty good. Um, that's a little, that's a, a bit more than 10%. Um, so uh, the- Yep, there's people like me that, that not only do I submit, but I have my family submit as well. Fantastic, yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know what it is about Pennsylvania, but um, Pennsylvania is right up there with, with Texas in terms of people, you know, really responding to this stuff. So, um, so thanks, Jeannie, <laughs> to you and your neighbors. Um, uh, and, uh, and Chris Hughes, uh, obviously, he's the Savata uh, president, I guess, there has been very active in getting the word out as well. Um, but uh, so for those who don't know, uh, apparently, the Pennsylvania budget negotiations are they're kind of pulling a Kansas. Uh, I, I know that the legislative session goes on a little bit longer, but um, they are sort of in and out uh, of agreements on this. And unfortunately, that puts that puts vapor products in a very precarious spot because the state has somewhat naively estimated that they will get twenty million dollars in tax revenue <laughs> from this proposed tax um i'm sorry this, this, despite the fact that every state that touches a border with pennsylvania does not tax these products and um the two largest cities in pennsylvania for the most part share borders with some of these states um so i th that 20 million dollars seems like a I, long I shot i have a theory on that alex uh, okay um, when New York State raised their tobacco taxes through the roof, um, it it realistically um, is quite a bit over $10 a pack for cigarettes in New York State. Mm -hmm. um, I happen to live in a town that is literally one mile from the New York State border. Yeah. Do you, I mean, imagine the amount of people that drive here specifically to get cigarettes because it's closer than driving to the Indian reservation. And and it happens a lot. Okay. So even though Pennsylvania has lower tobacco taxes than New York state, they're still making a shit ton of money. Yeah. Why would they, you know, let vapor products slide? Well, they're, they're honestly thinking that they're going to double dip because the state of Pennsylvania is profiting, profiting, 
a huge amount of money um, in tobacco sales from the bordering states having a higher tax rate. And vapor products to them are going to hurt that. So let's tax the shit out of that because then we can make money everywhere. Yeah, yeah uh, but they, they also have bills, so that might not work out for them like they thought. Yeah, I mean, so. it, the, the bright, shining spot here is that at least, the, the you know, with, with Bill Gottschall uh, doing the work that he does, at least we won't see a, a, a hike or any taxes imposed on smokeless tobacco, we hope. Um, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, it, it is really just it, it it is it's a bad move. It's it's naive policy, and um, uh, unfortunately, we're just sort of caught in the middle of all of this because, um, you know, the the vapor lobby is not well developed anywhere in this country, and so um, it would, probably with the exception of Oklahoma, um, and uh, so it, I think it's it, you know we're sort of outnumbered at all of these tables, and um, I, I think they see. The vapor industry is fair game, um, so the threat is very real uh, in Pennsylvania, and um, I, I would expect everybody that got our email should should send at the very least send an email, um, and uh, keep encouraging them to. We are uh, extremely lucky that Bill Godshall lives in this state. <laughs> we yeah. are, yeah, we are yeah. extremely lucky. Um, my only caution to to vapors is. A lot of us know that Bill Gottschall is here and that Bill fights for us constantly. Um, my thing is people don't expect him to do everything for us. We still have to do our part. Um, I, I absolutely adore Bill, and he works tirelessly for us. Um, I just hope that people would take advantage of that and still advocate for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. You know, somebody Very like true. Bill Gottschall, somebody like Bill Gottschall walking into the state legislature, it, it really it it makes his case all the more stronger when he can turn around and point to thousands of consumers that 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 are behind him. Uh, it's just the same. It's the same kind of message that that Kassar has been putting out, which is, um, you know, the more people that we can count as members, the stronger our position becomes. Um, the louder our voice becomes. Even if, even if some of the, even if most of those people aren't taking action, the fact that we can walk into any policymaking body and say we have 123,000 members behind us, you need to, you really need to listen to what we have to say. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, in a state like Pennsylvania, somebody like Bill Godshall or, um, you know, even a retailer, to be able to say we have over 7,000 people in this state that are engaged in this issue, um, you know. To lawmakers, that should translate to 7,000 voters. Um, and even before that, that's 7,000 human beings whose lives, you know, really depend on access to these products. So, um, so yeah, it, it really does help. The more the more people we get involved in this, the better. Right. True. Um, and so, uh, oh, yeah, the other thing, uh, just to point out, it's still on Pennsylvania. Um, in our update that came out this morning um we have listed uh phone numbers for uh majority leader jack reed and uh majority leader jake corman i believe that is senate and house respectively 
I might be getting the, the houses mixed up, but um, both of those folks are um, key to uh, making a decision about whether or not to keep vapor products in the budget. Mm -hmm. um, and since they are considered leadership, anyone in the state should feel comfortable giving them a call. Uh, you don't just have you don't have to be strictly from their district. Uh, that's why we have their phone numbers posted, and mm -hmm. that's why we have the additional talking points posted on our main call to action. So um, nice. give those two a call and uh, let them know how important vapor products are to you or a family member in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I feel like I'm missing something. Uh Um, um, oh. Okay. Um, we do have, uh, it's, it's sort of an unofficial update at this point, but um, folks may have seen, I didn't check the site today, but our earlier call to action um, for submitting comments to the FDA on the proposed intended use regulation, mm -hmm. um, that they are reopening the comment period. So it'll actually be a different, um, is it the same docket, but kind of a different file? I forget how it works. It's, it's the same thing that happened okay. with the deeming regulations when they extended the comment period. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, that has been extended, I believe, for another 30 days. Um, so if you have not followed that call to action, we should be updating that soon. Um, okay. But just to let everybody know, since it's Monday and mm -hmm. probably by the end of the week, we'll get something updated on our site. Um, uh, comments are still being taken for the proposed intended use regulation. Nice. And I think that's it. Okay. Well, thank you, Alex, for everything you do for us. And have a nice night. Go take some NyQuil. <laughs> <laughs> and relax if you can. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Right. See you next okay. week. Okay. Bye. Bye.